1: spectrum from cnn to msnbc to fox news have all been focused today on the fact that former president donald trump endorsed 26 candidates in primaries across the country yesterday my question is do high profile endorsements make a difference at all let's begin think you know the news of the day think again We're going to think again about endorsements. I have many feelings about uh, endorsements. I think they are the artificial, very mythical silver bullet for many political campaigns. I can't tell you how many times I heard a campaign manager or an up and coming candidate say, if we just had this endorsement, it would change the game. It would change the primary election. And often campaigns spend so much time chasing endorsements because they think they're the silver bullet. They often don't do the hard work and heavy lifting of actually doing the work that actually wins campaigns and wins primary elections. So we're going to break this down just a little bit because, again, I think we're distracted with all the wrong things. Asking all the wrong questions, by the way. Uh, If you want a real quick hit, what we should be asking ourselves today is not how many endorsements, uh, endorsed candidates, won from former President Trump? How many won or lost that were endorsed by President Biden or whatever other big celebrity? The question we should be asking is who won and why did they win? What did they run on? What was their agenda? What was their vision? Uh, Why did it seem to resonate with voters? Why did voters actually show up? Those are the better questions to be asking today. But let's break it all down, uh, because as I said, the uh, the networks across the spectrum uh, have been talking about these endorsements and who won and who lost, uh, and trying to surmise who has the most political power, uh, who is the the kingmaker and queenmaker of politics today. Uh, and again, it's so interesting. So let's start with ABC News uh, contributor Sarah Isker. Uh, She talked about this in terms of President Trump and his endorsements. Take a listen.
2: Well, obviously, if we wanted to have a broad perspective on Donald Trump and what his endorsement is worth, we'd want all these primaries, you know, in very close proximity. Right now, we have Ohio, West Virginia and Nebraska, but we don't have, for instance, Georgia and Pennsylvania. Georgia, again, a state that we haven't had yet, his endorsed candidate for governor is running quite a bit behind Kemp, the current governor. Uh, And then in Pennsylvania, very, very close race up there between Dr. Oz and David McCormick. So at this point, you have to say that Donald Trump has had a very good run on his endorsements, not perfect, uh, but that the majority of Republican primary voters, which of course is not necessarily representative of Voters across the country uh, believe that Donald Trump's endorsement is meaningful. The question is how much and the question is outside of a primary. Is that going to help or hurt the Republican Party when they face Democrats?
1: Sarah Isger had some uh, important points in there. Uh, Doesn't make a difference. And if it does make a difference, how much of a difference? Uh, and I'm of the belief that the difference is not much. Let's go to ABC News political director Rick Klein, uh, who said that there were a lot of reasons why uh, the former president had uh, endorsed Representative Madison uh, Cawthorn, who uh, at the point this uh, interview was taken uh, may have lost. We since know that he has lost. Uh, Here's this insight.
2: A rising star initially, whose star fell very, very quickly amid a whole range of legal issues as well as embarrassing videos. All of it added up to just a toxic mix for a candidate who struggled to hang on. Donald Trump was one of the few Republicans who stayed in his corner, and it says something that that very Trump-friendly district still rejected Madison Cawthorn to the primary.
1: So that's the interesting, interesting thing to look at. Uh, so as as you look at endorsements, there are some endorsements that are uh, I've. Uh, The only way I can describe it is running to the front of the parade and acting like you let it. Uh, And that happens. uh, A lot of politicians do that. They see someone has finally secured it or they're, you know, they're polling outside the margin. So it looks like they're going to win for sure. And then you give that endorsement the last second. uh, So it really doesn't have an impact.
3: Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.
1: Uh, Probably the the best example of this uh, is what happened in North Carolina last night. Last night, North Carolina, in the Senate primary, a current congressman, uh, Ted Budd, won overwhelmingly. Now, the reports, of course, were that Ted Budd had been a Donald Trump-endorsed candidate. And so everyone say, "Oh, well, see." President Trump has a lot of juice. He's got a lot of momentum. He's a he is the kingmaker. The reality, if you look at the numbers and if you look at the the exit polling, the thing that made the big difference in North Carolina was Club for Growth. Club for Growth spent over three million dollars on that Senate race for Congressman Bud. And so, yes, that that makes a difference. The endorsement probably didn't make a difference of Club for Growth. Most people aren't quite sure what that is. But the fact that they ran $3 million worth of advertising that was all positive and favorable to Representative Butt and negative towards his opponents, uh, that makes a difference in an election for sure. And so sometimes we're very quick to assign the endorsement as the factor that wins a race. And we have to be careful of that. Uh, It just isn't the reality. Very few voters go into a voting booth or sit down at their kitchen table if they're voting by mail and say, "Okay, now the reason I'm going to vote for this person is because so-and-so endorsed them. So that means that's good. So I'm going to do that. Uh, That's just not how it seems to work with real voters. And if you want evidence of that, uh, let's let's go back to Virginia just a few months ago in the Virginia's governor's race. Uh, Candidate Terry McAuliffe, you want to talk about the uh, all-time list of endorsements. Uh, He had them all. Here's a quick sampling.
3: You know what I want for my birthday? I want this man to be elected the next governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia.
2: As your governor, Terry kept Virginia on the right track after the Great Recession. He helped create 200,000 jobs drove unemployment down in every city and county in Virginia.
3: You don't have to wonder what kind of governor Terry will be because you know what a great governor he was. Terry's opponent has made all of his private pledges of loyalty to Donald Trump.
1: All right, so there, there you had it. You had Vice President Harris, former President Obama. You had Michelle Obama, current President Biden, Oprah Winfrey, uh, and the list went on and on and on of a star-studded array of people who endorsed Terry McAuliffe to be governor of Virginia, and he lost to someone who didn't even accept President, former President Trump's endorsement because it wasn't the issue. And so that's the great fallacy in all of this that we have to remember is that the endorsements, can they make a difference early on? Maybe Maybe it's a little validating. Maybe if you're a super unknown candidate uh, early on in the process, maybe it, it nudges the needle a little bit. Uh, but in the end, it's what are you on? What's the issues? What's the vision? Where are you going to lead people? And that's what we've got to get focused on in this country is making sure that as voters that we're not being content just to have, oh, so-and-so endorsed them, so that's good enough for me. Uh, it's not good enough. We should demand of every elected official a vision and a direction and a set of things that we can hold them accountable for. Uh, not endorsements, not slick television ads, uh, not uh, all the flyers you're going to get in your mailbox or hung on your, your door knocker. We have to get to the substance of it all. And if we can't get there, then we're going to end up with the people we deserve. We usually get what we deserve, and we pay for what we get, by the way, uh, in the end. Uh, And so we have to start looking at this in just a little bit different way and start asking yourself, well, if this person won in this congressional district or in this governor's race, why did they win? What was it that resonated? I guarantee you, when you boil it all down, nobody's going to say they won because of an endorsement. People win because of what they're for, a vision, and an ability to do the hard work and heavy lifting that is campaigning. So, beyond the headlines, we got to rethink it. It's not the endorsements, it's the candidates. And that's where we got to be looking. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio.
0: It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison.